friends. Welcome back to Divas, Diamonds, and Dollars podcast, helping you live your best life, offering whole life insights and a unique perspective from two sisters speaking to the collective sisterhood of women everywhere. For all you evolved men out there, welcome, guys. We bring you the key success principles for personal finance, leadership, and business to help empower you with the tools and strategies to help you get ahead and succeed at a higher level. I am your host, Larissa Troach, together with my co-host, Celia Benford. We invite you to lean in for possibly the best conversation you have had all week. Of course, before we get started, we just want to take two seconds to remind you to subscribe to Divas Diamonds and Dollars podcast. And... We want to ask if you would just be a good neighbor and share with your friends. All righty. All righty, Dottie. Now, listen, <clears throat> here's a scoop. So this month, you know, we do a theme every month and you know how you learn something. Maybe you're in school and then years later, you remember because you were paying attention, <laughs> you know, you just don't remember quite as clearly. And so such is the case as far as the reason we celebrate Labor Day, which was how I chose the theme for this month. Now, I may have mixed up the details just a pinch, you see, but anywho, on Labor Day, we remember the work of those in the labor movement who fought hard for workers' rights. We also celebrate the essential role workers play in America's growth and development. Now, these are all key. Um, it's just slightly different from what we're going to be talking about. But it is all work related and helping you get ahead. And today we want to help you improve your marketability and find some ways to get the right training to get you ahead. Okay. Okay. Is that okay. Okay. Um, so anywho, so why? I know we just want to start off a question. <laughs> so why do we always seek to put labels on everything and everyone? That is something that has been a challenge for me, and I don't like labels. And, I and I'm the same way, me either. Use me either. them. But, you know, people like to call you something. Um, so I've labeled myself a business and income diversification mentor just so I have something, a response, right? <clears throat> but I'm suggesting altruistically that people want to use labels because we want to find similarities and understanding of who we are as a people. So next time you hear label, that's why. Never mind what the other reason might be. I like this mm. reason. <clears throat> For example, in the workplace, if you will, researchers have determined that Generation Z, Gen Z, seeks to work with uh, places with social significance, that which is aligned with their personal goals. Sounds lofty, sounds ideal, but why not? Now, according to an article, the, this particular article, um, it was a LinkedIn survey that found 80% of Gen Z wants to work with those holding similar beliefs, while only 59% of millennials and 47% of boomers feel this way. Dear listeners, what is important to you when choosing a career or company to work for? Maybe you could leave us a comment because I would like to know how do you choose your, how do you choose where you apply? Anywho, so say, what do you think about that? Do you agree with those uh, labels? I, I, I do. And I actually find them a little troublesome because, you know, it, it puts people in a box, first of all. And then I kind of, <laughs> the funny part about all that is because I'm sort of a, 
a myriad of things anyway. And so it's kind of like, okay, how many labels can I wear, right? Um, and I just want to be me, do me, right? So with that being said, um, this is going to be a good month because, I mean, the pandemic has turned workforce and labor upside down, right? I mean, we're we're all spinning. And so because of that, I wanted to get out and see, well, what does this look like? Um, I mean, I, I have my contacts. We do our podcasts. I have, you know, various social groups and um, people that I coach and mentor, but, you know, they're individuals. But um, as, as we discussed last week, August was um, Black Minority Business Month, uh, well, Black Business Month. And so yeah, nationally, okay. And so it was celebrated here and they had several different venues. And so I per participated in one um, that uh, it was called Greater West Dayton Incubator. Well, they were the ones sponsoring it. And it was uh, what they call a community capital and resource fair. And so I didn't really know what I was uh, you know, in for, but I went there as a Dayton score mentor. Mm -hmm. So we had a table and uh, the good part is that we had uh, this building. This is a building that's been re redone, very artist, uh, architectural, architectural history. But anyway, I love this building and what they've done to it. I mean, it's just so fresh and open. It's very inviting, but the one funny part is it was like on the third floor. And so so Cecilia. There's a step down. And there's a sign there that's a few people. You actually yeah. need to repeat that. We did freak okay. out for a second. Haven't done that in a while. Okay. Uh before step down. Okay. Well. And this very uh, beautifully redone uh, architectural historic building. We were on the third floor, but anyway, it's very lovely. And so uh, on this step down, I mean, you know, you always got to get a funny out of something and, you know, put yourself in the picture. So our table was right there. We are the first table you get to. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so as, as my partner who was sitting there with me said, we have prime real estate. I mean, so we get to see everybody coming in. We get to speak to them first. So, you know, you got to take advantage of that, right? But even though that sign was there, people tripped. And so we became the people to, hey, watch your step. So, you know, to, to me, the takeaway was, you know, people would remember me, this guy. Yeah, you know, I was in that building and, you know, and they helped and whatever. But it was a chance to talk to everybody. So with the uh, resource fair, um, there were tables there for banks, uh, the county. Um, I mean, I learned a lot because I got up and, you know, went to see, well, what, what are all these tables about? But, um, you know, as I said, so we have what we call Mo Montgomery County, but then we have Miami Valley, which goes beyond the county. And so there were business services where they were offering uh, money to train people. Uh, so I think that's, you know, something we'll talk about later, but I'm just going to throw out some tidbits to kind of, you know, get this 
conversation going for the month. Uh, there was, um, you know, it, it was just a lot of organizations that I didn't even know exist because I really haven't had to know. I worked in the federal government. Now that I'm get, I know where places are in this area, but I really don't have a need to know of those things because I'm not, I have my job. You don't utilize the services. That's right. That's right. So, but you know, they had a project hire. And, and so eventually we'll talk about character and skills and building success. And then they also had, um, so here's, here's their, here was their agenda, which I thought was excellent. Uh, crowdfunding, how to leverage the power of community to fund your business. So they had three people on this panel who shared, you know, what that was about. So I took some notes about that and I'll make a couple comments about that. The corporate hustler, how to use your nine to five to fund your dreams, certifications 101, get out the trap, how to improve your personal finances and credit to build your business and get your house in order, how to position your business for grants, loans and funding. So again, I thought this was an excellent community um, effort. I mean, Dayton Development Coalition. Hey, we talked about community and collaboration last week and we talk about business. So when I talk to mentors um, who are starting up their businesses, my first thing is you have to know what's out here. There is money out there. Mm. There's people who are interested in talking to you. And so when people came through the door, the first thing is, where are you in your journey of your business? Some would are just starting. Some have actually been in business for a while. And uh, maybe they were looking for capital. And maybe they were just looking for um, how, how to network. But it was a certainly a, a grand opportunity for networking. Quite frankly, in my mind, I'm not sure how well the advertising was. I thought for this free event, it should have been bustling you know that's my frustration i get a lot of good information as a matter of fact i found a surprise event today from the oakland african-american chamber of commerce and it's like last minute and uh how do i don't know how big their email list is but you know why isn't the word getting out about these grant events so that is just a thing and i think it might actually be a thing right and if i can say because i've talked to some of my own clients Clients, you need to be looking for stuff. You need to go. Like, I mean, I sent some things out. And so some of it is, it's, it's both. I think it's both sides. Some people just aren't taking, they, I don't know. They're not looking in the right places. Uh, they're not taking <laughs> opportunity. I sent one, you know, the announcement, a flyer out. And this person goes down there on the wrong day, the day before. Mm. And then sometimes there were a couple of people who just actually tied up that day because it was during the day. But people have to understand, is it worth your investment to make a way to get there? So I'm just so that that just kind of kicks us off as we're talking about careers and building our own businesses and um, the opportunity to we, we kind of chatted a lot, me and my partner about their you know, when do you need to stay in your business before you launch? You know, if you're ready to launch your business, but are you really ready to get out there? And then for the month of uh, this month, as we talk about in, in September, we're also going to have launch dating, which is also another opportunity that I will get to participate in to see, you know, what we can share later this month. 
Well, I certainly wish I had been at some of those workshops. That is for sure. Um, but yeah, it, anyway, I think that might be another. We need to talk about marketing, don't we? Yeah. So anyway, we wanted to share three key skills you need in order to advance in your career or business. Actually, when you when you when you hear about these three areas, um, you know, we'll tie the pieces together. And if you need professional development training, and don't we all? I'm just saying. Uh, we have a handy mnemonic to help you remember which courses to take. So Cecilia, you know, as it is where we got, I, I know I have my fingers in too many pies and, but um, so I'm always reading stuff. Now, have you heard this term quiet quitting? Hashtag quiet quitting. Oh yeah. So I had a note, but I thought it would be better serve for another for another me. Well, I'm just going to touch. But yes, I have. That's that, I, that's I only thing. just saw it this Actually, this might be the second time. And so I finally clicked on it. And I think it was more like clickbait because I don't know what you read, but this they're using this term quiet quitting for people who are just doing what they were hired to do. They're not doing anything extra, which I'm like, uh, okay. Right. <laughs> um, you know, because there's this whole burnout thing and you're not getting paid extra. And I, tr I try and do that. I don't succeed very often. Like, you know, like quitting time, I want to turn off my computer and move on to the next episode because you have to take a break you cannot be working 24 7 so i don't necessarily know that this is a thing it's just a title someone came up with but the reason i'm mentioning it today is because if you're not fulfilled in your job one um you're not sure how to get ahead or again we've talked about the pivot you know um yeah. We want you to be prepared. And by that, we want to make sure that you have the proper training under your belt so that you have the skill sets to make yourself more marketable. That to me was how it applied to our conversation yes, today. Yes, yes, yes. And I, so, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, okay. So it's, it's difficult to choose only three areas of professional development to work on. But as you listen to this short list, first of all, it's not very long, but it is critical. Um, think about how you can apply these skills in your own career and business. And I'm going to jump right in with everybody's favorite. And I know it's everybody's favorite because people said they'd rather die than speak publicly. And I, I think it's a little harsh. Um, but public speaking is a critical skill. And I was just trying to enunciate for this brief episode in time because that is my I have an issue with that because I get excited and I don't enunciate. But anyway, so when we hear the term public speaking, we think possibly of a charismatic keynote speaker or possibly a professor or even a famous celebrity on stage. But there's more to it than that. Public speaking is just, again, with those labels, um, knowing how to give effective presentations is a key leadership skill everyone should hone. So look at it from that point of view. Mm -hmm. We're talking to the leaders out there. We're talking to developing leaders out there. And so public speaking is something that you definitely need in your skill set. So for example, I mean, how do you use it? Think about team building. You know, public speaking is a very broad term for speaking to any group. Mm -hmm. It could be the team that you lead. It could be on a stage, but it's not always that. It's speaking to others. So you need that for team building, getting buy-in, helping others process changes that are coming up. Um, you need it, definitely need it in business as salesmanship, marketing your products, helping others see the value that you offer. Huh? Huh? And you need it for persuasion. 
that is enrollment in your programs or course of action. So public speaking means speaking to somebody else besides yourself. That does not always mean big room full of a thousand people staring at you with beady eyes, okay? That is not public speaking. Public speaking is speaking to others. Um, please. So, and, and those are all great. So can I add a word that's probably, maybe I believe it kind of takes in all three of those. And, and as soon as I say it, you'll say, oh yeah, we hear this all the time, influencer. Mm, mm. So I, I kind of like, I, I think it's kind of the umbrella, you know, it, it's all three of what of the words you just mentioned. But today it's sort of this whole TikTok, Instagram, whatever social activity we're in today. And so we, for what we do, you know, we want to be very careful with that. And so with that, because we're trying to influence people to, you know, incorporate the things that we share for their betterment, but for their betterment also is that they spread it to their teams for their businesses and uh, for the people that they're developing. So I just kind of just thought of that when you said those three that I, I like influencer as sort of a, an umbrella for everything you said, all necessary. But that's and, sort of an outcome. An influencer has kind of a specific meaning, meaning um, but I, I need you to, to look at it as more out. Don't look at influencer as just related to social media. There we go. Because I'm not, Oh, well, I'm not. No, I know, but I'm oh. just saying how the word is used today. It's tied to yeah. social media, but for our purposes, no, it, it, is, it not. is not. Right, right. And that's why, I, yeah. And go ahead. Could you talk about the writing aspects? Ooh, writing. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is one of my <laughs> kind of a pet peeve. I had an example yesterday. I really try to be very clear. So writing is about, what do you want to say? It is. I like the old adage. Nobody says this anymore. Keep it simple, stupid. Hmm. It's really, it really is true though. I was guilty of writing too much. And so, you know, I had to give the whole enchilada, whole speech or, or whatever. And I had a boss tell me, and I said, see, you just need to cut this down. And I took that to heart. I took that to heart. So I honestly do look at what I write. And so the, the most important thing, of course, is what is the point you want to get across? Now, I want to say this because emails are very important. The thing is, what is your subject line? Make it so clear mm. that immediately somebody has an idea of what you're writing. Mm. So that's to me the first clarification. Mm. Secondly, you know, figure out what the three top things are that you're trying to say so that you're clear and someone gets what you're saying. And then, um, you know, policy and procedures are go, kind of goes back to that buy-in. It's so important. I mean, how we write and communicate to people, it's all about what do we want to, you know, you're not writing for yourself. You are truly writing to get somebody to connect, to understand, to get what you're trying to either sell or like you say, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, policy and procedures for the organization. That's always very important. And so for, um, as leadership, uh, whether it's business or 
um, um, you, you know, in an organization, I, I thought I always felt that it was important that you, that people, you know, they're looking forward to your message. They want to know what you have to say, and they believe in what you have to say because of how you communicate. I think that's just really important. So that, those are my really top things. But um, and then. I just had an example last night. I sent an email. We were trying to set up a meeting. And I said, I was not available this week. Now, I said, Monday through Friday, I am not available. Person comes back and says, uh, yeah, I'm good. Can you, um, I'm available tomorrow. Can you sign me up? So I actually went back and said, well, maybe I didn't say that in my email. Let me go back and look. I'm like, oh, okay, but I did. So thankfully, the lady just said, oh, I'm sorry. I just misread your email and I was tired. But I do know a lot of times people don't read what you send out. So so you, whatever the case may be, you want to try to just make sure as, as much as possible for, for the all the reasons that people get distracted or whatever that you can say, what you want to say that is clear. And, and sometimes you have to go back and clarify points, but. Yes, verbal and written communication skills are always called out in a job description or job posting. So I'm hoping that you'll take this aspect to heart. I mean, you know, where do you stand on your writing skills? Can you write persuasively? Um, so also, you know, in this day and age, blogging is such a huge thing. And as a business owner, I totally encourage you to be able to write, to be able to, I encourage you to write blogs. Um, again, it just kind of helps share your personality, shares your point of view, or might be some copywriting um, for marketing to help people, again, get your message heard and acted on. Um, you know, you're in business to make money. So blogging is one additional way that you can do that. So it might not be your favorite thing to do, and it does take some brain cells, which, um, you know, we all get writer's block, but writing is one skill that you absolutely need. And the third one we want to leave you with is negotiation. Look here. This is so important that we're going to have to talk about it lots of times. And we spoke previously, actually, about how to negotiate your initial salary upon hire, as well as, you know, negotiate your bonuses and or promotion opportunities, but not to mention your severance package if it comes to that, right? So make sure that you check out that podcast in particular called um, Negotiate Like You Mean It. We really gave you some pithy um, pointers that you can take to heart and use right away. So we're not going to go into that here, but I want to just, we wanted to remind you that there's some additional uh, sharp negotiation skills that can help in many areas of your life. And actually in your personal life as well, you think about how many times you negotiate the simple things. That is when you're talking about when you're trying to make a decision to do this or to do that, to go here, to go there, that, that's a negotiation. Um, so think about negotiating uh, contract terms. Extremely critical. I'm kind of in the middle of that right now. I um, am trying to bring on a new company to help lease up our, our new building that is gonna be uh, completed in the spring. And you know we need to get that building filled right away. And he's talking to me about, well, the market rate is this and market, and these companies always do that. And I'm like, well, you need to separate the two. We are not market rate. We are affordable housing. And he is just 
he's having a hard time putting those pieces together. Mm. But on the other hand, I feel a little bit proud of myself for standing firm and saying, no, I really need you to hear this. So, um, and I've ratcheted him down a little bit. So we'll see where we end up, but it is an ongoing dialogue, which is what? That's a negotiation. It's a dialogue. Uh, you can negotiate prices, either yours or theirs, especially if you want to buy some. The, the saying is, everything is negotiable. Maybe yes, maybe yes. no, but definitely. I, yes. yes. In real estate, right? Um, you Just because this is the price that they're asking does not mean this is the price that you have to pay. And I know it's been a crazy market, but it's changing. So it does not always have to be above what they're asking. It can be below. You just have to mm -hmm. you know, back it up. Ask for what you want. But there is a negotiation happening every day. You just need to key in on this skill and obviously you need to get better at it. So you can also negotiate for uh, consequences or rewards. But I'm just suggesting that you always want to aim for a win-win scenario so no one loses and no one loses face and everyone feels whole and happy with the choices and the decisions that have been made. So now I want to you to talk about negotiating negotiation because I know we um, well in your in your um, career did you were you guys that you had to do this oh yes sure. yes 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 I mean I was talking to this guy last week and what I said was I talked about some of my negotiation um, well you know we call them war stories kind of thing but I said negotiating with the big boys. That's, mm -hmm. that's a phrase, but the Boeings, the Lockheed mm -hmm. Martins or uh, Raytheon, these are, you know, the top defense companies. These are things that if you stop and whether you're a citizen who, who rides on an airplane made by Boeing or a military plane that's made by Boeing, just to use that, you know, that we really have all these things there but but as I look back on my career you know and sometimes I read things it, it's just astounding that the things that I have negotiated about and uh, accomplished and and I you know and I honor that opportunity uh and to have had those experiences but then I also talked about but it's much more enjoyable to negotiate with uh, a lot of the small companies because they they have a different view that you know they're trying to stay in business they don't have quite the same headache they have the similar headaches but they're not you know it's not big corporations it's not all the various levels of suppliers that they have to deal with so negotiating uh with you know whether it's a vendor level you know suppliers or again you know the the corporation so, but out of that, what um, I want to tie into that, as you said, everything's negotiable. And, you know, one of the takeaways for me was it is re relationship building mm -hmm. because um, once you are really, when you become an effective negotiator, it's like, kind of like we talked about public speaking, but it's that one-on-one -on -one speaking it's how you bring a team along. I mean, there were times when, you know, um, I would, you know, as a team leader, and maybe it wasn't necessarily my role, uh, maybe it's program managers, but because I'm the one with the contract at the end, it's like, oh no, 
you got to negotiate even with your team, right? To say, these are my terms and to say, oh no, we're not going to do that. I mean, you know, I got to say that a few times um, in some very, you know, key points along the way, times that really were, um, you know, a big deal. And are you selling something? Are you trying to persuade people? So the whole public speaking thing, I encourage people with that to speak up to to see how they communicate as we wrap all this up. All of this is tied together. Our, uh, last week, one of the new people talked about uh, she had to go in her first public speaking thing and how nervous she was. And, and she told me about that event, which I thought was good. And I just said, hey, it gets better. You just have to keep doing it. You just have to keep doing it. And with that, when you become more confident with that, you also become more confident and learning how to ask for what you want in terms of whether you're doing it for your, uh, for your company um, because you represent your company. Negotiation skills are paramount. And I do, I have come to believe that everything is negotiable. We don't like to say that, but it's the truth. <laughs> it really the is. The thing is you have to speak up and not everyone does. And, you know, maybe it comes with age and I can't say that. I think it is some of it is situation based, but yeah. It can become a negotiation if you speak up and ask for what you want. Well, have you thought about or would you consider? I mean, you know, don't, don't, your approach will really make a difference, I suppose, how yes, you approach yes. it. So, oh, yeah. you know, we talked about the three skills and I was just thinking, I said public speaking, which is what the article referred to, but I'm also thinking maybe it's persuasive speaking. But again, you're always talking to people, whether it's one-on-one or one-to-many, um, but you still need to become comfortable in that arena. So get out there and get some speaking engagements lined up so that you become less fearful. Because point, I enjoy public speaking. I don't know where that came from, uh, but I will tell you that I still get the old butterflies. The butterflies, I won't say they're your friend, but they're not going to kill you. And what happens is I, my stomach is churning and it's all tied up. But once I get those first three words or first three sentences out, then I settle into my groove. So don't fear the butterflies. They're only going to last a few minutes as long as you know what you're talking about. And then you just get up there and, and let her flow. Um, so what do we say? Persuasive speaking, public speaking, however you want to say it. Learning how to write effectively. Oh my gosh, please start today. And uh, negotiation. Those are three critical skills that you're going to need in your career. And you're definitely going to need them in your business. Now, look at here, folks. We, Cecilia and I, enjoy hanging out with you every week. At least I do. I'm going to speak on her behalf. I think she does too, because she's still here. I do too, of course. Um, but we're not just talking to you because we like the sound of our voice. We want to share with you some action items. And I, our goal is that when, you know, we want to give you the backstory, the information, the whys and the wherefores, so that when we say now your next step is, you are ready to take your next step. And so your next steps, my darlings, would be to craft your professional development plan today. And make sure it's on your calendar because it's not going to happen. So I have decided that Saturday is my, I said training day, but I should have called it professional development. That means, you know, how else am I going to learn to manage if I don't tie myself to my chair? How else am I going to learn more about real estate brokerage side of it or whatever side, you know? So those are my two key areas that I'm training on. And Saturday is my day because that's when I have 
I don't see the least going on, but I'm not tied up with other, like, I don't have as many cobwebs, right? So whatever day you pick, that's just my day. It doesn't have to be your Saturday. So craft your personal development plan, what it is you're going to work on, and get it on your calendar. And if you're not sure where to start, we got you. Oh, we got you. So start with these areas of training. And so we are spelling out the word training. So T for technology, technology for productivity and all the reasons that uh, technology is changing every day and you have to learn how to harness the power. So choose your area that you're gonna start with but productivity, since we're talking about work and business, that just seems like a critical place to start. But also learn the shortcuts because you've got so much to do. So there are many aspects of technology and I, I, I could give you a list, but my list is not going to be your list. Mm -hmm. So technology is your first bailiwick, if you will. And I thought about this and I meant to ask you about this, Cecilia, but we're going to say R is for reading for comprehension and speed. Now, once upon a time, see, I, I, I've always been an avid reader. I used to have books, boatloads of books, right? Um, I still have books, <laughs> but I've, got, I've gotten a little bit better about it. I don't buy every book that I want because I wouldn't get anything else done. But the fiction, excuse me, nonfiction, that which is going to give us new, new ideas, uh, new skills, sometimes it's a little drawing, it's a little bit hard to read. So when you learn to speed read while increasing your comprehension, this will help you. I just can't even express how important this is. So there are many speed reading courses out there. The one that I took was the Evelyn Wood speed reading training. And I still, I don't, I don't remember everything. I remember a lot of it and I use definitely one uh, particular aspect of it. I don't know if it's worth telling you, but I will just say briefly that your, uh, I think it says your eyes move faster. And so you need to um, control your eyes. And so that's why you see people reading with a finger or a pen just to keep their eyes there. But you can, if you, anyway, I'm not gonna give you a course, but you need to take a speed reading course and that will help you get through some of the dry material that is going to give you better skills and better insights and make you a better leader and better business owner. Shoo, critical. Um, now you cannot escape this, artificial intelligence and automation. Now, first of all, you need the automation because you need to put some things on autopilot because you cannot be everywhere at once. Your marketing, uh, you set up your newsletter for your drip marketing, uh, you schedule your social media and those type of things. But there are also a gajillion other ways or other things that you can automate. Like when this action happens, the other is triggered. And that's called, uh, there is a, uh, an app called Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R. And so it's like, when I get this email from this person, then this response automatically goes out or whatever. You know, what's your vacation responder, out of office responder? That's an automation, right? So those are some three simple um, ways to use automation. And you totally need to incorporate that into your life so that you are uh, better prepared because you've got a lot to do. So say, do they have a lot to do? I think they have a lot to do. 
Oh, yes, most definitely. Just look uh, it up. <laughs> and that artificial intelligence, you know, you look at, I curse at my phone every week because I think I have a stupid phone sometimes. Because <laughs> that voice to text, I'm like, who said those words? I did not say those words, but that is just one example and probably not the best example of artificial intelligence. But artificial intelligence is really um, seeping into our lives. And so you need to learn a little bit more about it and how you number one how you utilize it but how it impacts your day-to-day so so so, uh, let me just throw in a word about that hey when you're saying oh i don't use artificial intelligence think about the bots Mm. you know uh i i can tell you personally i can get frustrated with dealing with a bot Mm. but i finally come to you know what they're they're not going away so i need to quit frustrating myself because I can't talk to a person Mm, and mm. so as these uh, you know a lot of your chats are artificial intelligence Mm. and so that's the key and so I mean I get into that a lot it seems lately because every time you get some new something whether it's a security system or something whatever and you got to go back and chat with somebody chances are there's some artificial intelligence involved And so one thing I've learned is you need to try to learn to speak differently, chat differently. You're not talking to your homie. Mm -hmm. So try to learn to speak in a language where they're going to answer you back so that you can sort of mitigate some of the back and forth. So that's just what I have learned about artificial intelligence. I would say. I know I was on some channel trying to get something done and I speak in, I generally speak in complete sentences and I want to explain what my question is. And that bot told me, look, you're using too many words, lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, nothing like being cursed out by an otter, a robot effectively, I know, I know. but that's really what happened. Please say clearly, I can understand you better. <laughs> you know what? I do know what I got to say about that. Anyhow, yeah. but I actually- Moving right I, along. <laughs> what I forgot to say was you can actually get a Google certification uh, for $39 a month through Coursera, C-O-U-R, course, C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A, um, I think it's .org. So why don't, if you're interested, if that's the avenue you want to take, you don't have to get Google, but I mean, it probably will help you in your career. Um, but anyway, I thought that was a worthwhile mention because it's an affordable um, skill, a training that will help improve your business skills. Phew. Anyhow, uh, interest. You know, look, we want you to be the best leader, the best business owner, the best entrepreneur, the best entrepreneur. But what types of things do you want to learn about to become more well-rounded? It cannot be work 24-7. That will, having interest and hobbies or other things that you're interested, happy to, you know, excited to learn about. That 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 kind of helps provide some life balance. So don't forget about your interest when you're looking at what to include in your professional development. In particular, you also need to be niche specific when you are looking at your training in that this gives you value adds for your clients and your organization's bottom line. So if you're in real estate, obviously you need to take additional real estate courses. You can't say I learned it all because it just changes all the time. The market changes. The in, the economy changes. Are we in some economic changes right now? 
let's go ahead and go with yes. So what you learned last week or what you learned two years ago is not going to get you ahead. So whatever your niche is, where you are growing your business, you always need to learn more about that. So look at your niche specific training that is going to help you get ahead. And I've told you this before. That's why I like to say it again, just to help it stick. As a multipreneur, investing should be part of your financial pillars. In your career, you're not going to get rich working your nine to five. Your family needs your financial savvy. So learn how to invest, learn where to invest, learn how to diversify. Investing should definitely be part of your training. So, you know, I, I have uh, a delightful workshop, if you will, called The Informed Investor. So, you know, you could, it's an introduction to investing 101, but there are other trainings out there. Mine is going to be, you know, user-friendly. You might want to check it out. Uh, but investing needs to be on your training table. Now, here's one that's a little bit less warm and fuzzy. This is needs-based training. Has your manager told you um, that this is an area? Cecilia said she confessed that someone said that she's a little wordy in her, her uh, writing. That could be one area. But, you know, if you have someone has observed, suggested, or evaluated, we're going to go ahead and go with, uh-oh, um, what is what has been written up in your performance evaluation for a change? What what have they pointed out to you that needs to be uh, improved upon? It doesn't have to be a bad thing. This is just an improvement. This just helps you be a better manager, better leader, so, or even a trusted advisor, whether it's in your whether it's uh, an, an employment manager or not, has a trusted advisor suggested that you look at this particular area of training. So there is needs based training that is critical. You have a pressing thought. Oh, no, I'm just thinking. <laughs> and then finally, of course, the big kahuna. This is your goals-based training that is going to move you toward your big goals. Now, there are a lot of distractions that are calling on our attention every day because that's what life is. You know, there's a lot going on. And it's how you manage that while staying focused on the big picture. So technology, reading, artificial intelligence, and automation, your interests, niche-specific, what it is you're building, um, investing, needs-based, and goals-based. So these are the training areas that you want to look at when you are crafting your professional development plan today. At least pencil it out and then find the resources. So take action on this today. Action is the difference between multipreneurs and entrepreneurs. Become a multipreneur and take max, massive action on this today. Oh my goodness. I think I might've enjoyed that one today. Um, for our upcoming episode, we will be looking at working toward your brighter future. So much good stuff coming for you. We will cover how to get started and which strategies will lead to better outcomes. So be sure to tune in for this important episode. Okay, so I'll breathe in and release. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that you've gotten a lot out of it. And we definitely want you to take action on your professional development plan. Look back through the training mnemonic. And remember, I am Larissa Troach, founder of Pink Passport Society, a community of multipreneurs and money mavens. I'm Cecilia Benford, leadership coach and principal of Dark LLC. Diversified, accountable, resilient, connected leadership coaching. 
And reach out today if you'd like to discuss working together on your success journey. That is it for us today, and we will see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>